So I'm joined here today with Justin Searle, who is the Director of Projects at Binnie's Hong Kong. We're going to be talking about floating solar. So Justin, I'll let you introduce yourself, but it would be great to hear more on this exciting technology. Yep. Thank you, Tom. Um, well, I've been working in Hong Kong now for the last 29 years, originally joined as, as we were in those days in the UK, straight out of university. Worked on quite a number of projects in quite a lot of sectors in Hong Kong over the years, but most recently been very excited to, to pick up on some of the renewable energy projects that uh, Hong Kong government has started to develop. And uh, that includes the, the floating solar, as you've mentioned, uh, uh, the main one of which is the uh, five megawatts plant at uh, Plover Cove Reservoir, uh, which we have seen through feasibility stages uh, and now uh, we're working on the investigation, uh, detailed design and construction supervision. So in terms of scale, how much is this going to contribute to Hong Kong's overall energy sources? Is this a smaller demonstration of technology or is it providing a significant percentage of Hong Kong's energy needs? No, it is really uh, more of a demonstration at this stage. Um, WSD has actually implemented a couple of pilot scale systems, just 100 megawatts each one on Plover Cove Reservoir and one on Czech Peak Reservoir. These have been running for the last few years and demonstrated the technology. This five megawatt is obviously at a larger scale. Most of the energy would actually be consumed by WSD themselves, their pump, nearby pumping station, the Harbour Island raw water pumping station. And so in terms of contributing to the Hong Kong energy supply, it's really more of a demonstration of the stage, but it does demonstrate this what is essentially a very scalable technology. And uh, with the uh, large uh, amount of surface reservoir, the potential for larger scale systems being developed in the future is, is, is huge. And uh, so we're, we are working with WSD and, and sort of paving the way for future expansion of this particular system. Uh, and there are opportunities in some of the other reservoirs to, uh, to, to develop others. Are companies, utilities such as WSD, are they seeing this as economically viable in terms of the cost of energy? Or are they seeing it as more of a sustainability and environmental angle to help reduce their carbon emissions? I'm interested to know really what the main driver is and what the objectives for this sort of project are. Yes, uh, at the moment it's very much the latter in terms of uh, reducing uh, carbon emissions. Um, Hong Kong government has set out uh, published in October, um, of, uh, 2021, I think it was, they've, uh, set out the a strategic plan, the climate action plan 2050, which sets out the objective to achieve carbon neutrality in Hong Kong by 2050 in line with uh, many other countries around the world. This is certainly a very, very challenging target to, to set and to to achieve, but development of these renewable energies and the floating solar is, is very much a part of uh, starting the path towards achievement of that objective. In terms of cost, cost benefit, we're actually finding on the, uh, the life cycle costs and the payback periods for these facilities in terms of the, um, the payback periods coming in at about 25 years, which is around the, the life span of the equipment itself. For smaller rooftop facilities, Hong Kong government provides uh, very generous incentives. The payback period for, for those sorts of scale plants is sort of can be five to 10 years, but that's not what we're seeing at the moment for these particular systems. And it's more really related to the 
the deals that Hong Kong government would need to make, make with the, the utility companies. So at the moment, there's not an awful lot of incentives for adoption from the utility companies who have their large power plants and are fine with providing essentially all of Hong Kong's needs uh, through those uh, fossil fuel sources as they, they have done in, in for many years. So the, the economics and the driver for this is, is really uh, from the carbon reduction, uh, carbon emissions reduction uh, goals, which uh, have been, been set out. Countries and cities with limited land space, such as Hong Kong, floating solar becomes the only option for, for um, this technology and comparing it to rooftops as well is, is the only other option. Um, we don't have those large uh, open spaces to install traditional solar. It's an interesting comparison you make between the two. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, the space limitation is, is definitely a, a major constraint on development of solar, which is why we're looking at the floating solar. There is just one other sort of medium scale plant, just one, a one megawatt uh, system, which the drainage services department has implemented at one of their treat, treatment plants uh, where they do, do have the land. But uh, as, you, as you know, I mean, Hong Kong is such a densely populated a uh, place with uh, very limited uh, land resources and those land resources that are available um, are very much more uh, favored towards trying to address the the housing in Hong Kong and the affordability of housing. So uh, utilizing the surface of reservoirs, uh, which uh, otherwise have no other uh, viable sort of use is, is, a, is a very, very effective way of um, being able to implement solar uh, without actually uh, incurring any, uh, any negative effect on, on land resources. Um, another aspect, another element of, uh, of, of land, which in the drainage services department they're looking at is the development of solar on, uh, landfill slopes, closed landfills, um, because those are, that's another area of land, which has very limited, uh, uh, development potential for any other use. Um, so at sent landfill. Uh, we're now working with both those departments uh, for development of uh, land-based solar systems as well. Uh, those ones, the WSD one is actually planned to be a, a 10 megawatt system and the, the DSD one, a two megawatt system. The, uh, the WSD one would supply power, renewable energy to the Chongkono desalination plant. And the DSD one would uh, supply power to one of their nearby preliminary treatment works. So again, that really helps, it doesn't make huge inroads in terms of the energy supply for Hong Kong as a whole, but it does relieve a lot of the, the energy cost for those departments. Kind of see this, you know, circular flow of energy and resources, you know, the movement between, um, and uh, the desalination connection, it makes uh, utilities a little bit more self-sufficient in our own uh, production of energy and consumption of energy. It's quite a nice cycle, um, between the two. I wanted to actually, uh, you mentioned that these are predominantly on, uh, reservoir looking at landfill. Is there also an option of putting, uh, these floating solar panels in the sea or is salt water a concern for floating solar? There's definitely potential to put them in the sea as Singapore has developed uh, floating solar, both within its reservoirs, uh, and in, in the Straits on the north side of Singapore. Um. The, the challenge with the sea-based system, all of the, the, the salt water aspects uh, can, can all be addressed with uh, suitable materials, but uh, it's, it's the wave effects, particularly under typhoon conditions. And if you've got very sheltered water, the sea-based floating solar is, is very much a, an option. 
uh, Hong Kong does is subject to um, pretty intense typhoons, and so there's not really the, or at least Hong Kong government is not exploring yet the the possibility of floating solar on, on the sea. But there are countries in the world that are are looking at that, and it's it can be done. Yeah. So if you could talk a bit about the current role within Binnie's and how Binnie's is supporting the industry, you know, what stages do you get involved with? Is it a feasibility study or do you take it all the way through to the implementation and uh, operations? And where do you see yeah. the value that Binnie's has uh, in this project? Yes, well, we've been involved with, we, we started the first feasibility study with WST in about 2017. Uh, that was looking at a feasibility study for the large-scale implementation of floating solar on the pounding reservoirs. So that was taking a, a, a high-level FS and looking at the whole principle. And it was, a, it was through that study, through the course of that study, plus a feasibility study for the bubble curve and now the, the detailed design. So we, we've, we've partnered with, with WSD through this process over the last five years or so. So it's, it's been a, a very good journey to, to, to work together. It's something completely new for Hong Kong. Obviously it's a, it's a floating solar is a developing uh, technology, which is becoming more commonly used worldwide. So we've, we've really been working with them right from the beginning. And uh, similarly for the DSD, in fact, soon after we finished the uh, feasibility study for, for WSD for the Pounding reservoirs and plover cove reservoir. We worked on a study for for DSD, looking at putting in floating solar on on rivers. That's a little bit more challenging because obviously they're not as big. They also have high rates of flow. But we have been looking at a, a pilot system potentially to be developed on the Shark with the uh, fishing one river in Shatin. And so that's another study that uh, we've been working on with with government. So uh, yeah, we've been along alongside them uh, right from the start. Well, it sounds like you've been a, a long-term advocate of this technology and uh, to be part of the installation process and ongoing operations. Um, I was wondering, do you do any biodiversity assessments as well? Is that a consideration? You know, I'm thinking, you know, covering reservoirs with paddles, they alter the temperature of the water and therefore affect the, the life within it. Uh, is that something that's studied as part of the project or um, more around the uh, energy generation? Yes. We have actually undertaken a, an ecological survey of the Plover Cove Reservoir as, as part of our earlier investigations. One thing to bear in mind, you, you actually, you, you mentioned two very good points there, the, um, the effect of, of, on, on water and in fact, a sort of secondary effect, uh, of putting in charging solar is actually to, to, uh, to improve water quality by, um, reducing the amount of, uh, sunlight, uh, striking the water and that, uh, helps to reduce algae growth and by covering the, the surface of the reservoir to also reduce evaporation. So there are these two secondary benefits of putting in floating solar. But having said that, the reservoir is a very large reservoir. It's over 1200 hectares and the, uh, the floating solar farm, which we're looking at only uh, two megawatts, which is equivalent to about uh, two hectares. We're only covering about 0.2% of the surface of the reservoir. Okay. So at that, at that scale, it's the, the those benefits are, are, are virtually negligible, but some of the floating solar projects in Japan, for instance, cover up to sort of 80% or more of the surface of the reservoir. So those effects do become more pronounced and there can be much greater impact obviously on, on the ecology when you're covering uh, that, that amount of the reservoir. 
So we have done the ecological surveys. There is, there are a number of species of fish in the reservoir, but obviously at a 0.2% coverage, there's, there's, there's no, no particular impact. That may become uh, more relevant if WSD expands this to some of the other reservoirs and achieves those sorts of higher percentages of coverage. But that's, that's not really a concern for, for the scale that's been developed in Hong Kong at the moment. Uh, we just got to convince them to go with uh, bigger paddles then. Absolutely. If, if we're going to achieve this carbon neutrality target and by 2050, that's, that's certainly that and many other things that are going to have to be taken forward so, to, to take us closer to that. That's right. And what are the kind of business factors that are measured on, on this sort of project? Um, so if we're thinking, how do we scale this up? And is there a threshold that WSD and Benny's are looking for? Um, how does this get labeled as a success to, to move on budget project? There aren't any particular sort of been put in place in any formal way, really just a successful delivery of the project. We are hoping to go to tender early next year with construction completion by, by end of 2025. And if those things all happen and it's up and running successfully, I, I think that will certainly be gauged as a, as a success and we'll, we'll pave the way for further projects. So we can already see it as, as a sort of a scaling up from the original to 100 kilowatt pilot systems. So it's a, a step-by-step -step evolution, just getting bigger. Does uh, WSD have any concerns around the availability of energy and sunlight? You know, they think about the energy security from other sources. Is that something they're concerned yeah. about or do they see this working as part of a kind of complementary solution with other energy sources? Well, Hong Kong just uh, being sort of on, on, on the edge of the tropics, we do have a, a good sun solar resource. There's quite a lot of cloud cover for quite a lot of the year through the rainy season. I think as, as some, as different places go, Hong Kong features pretty well in terms of its available solar resource. There are other parts of the world nearer the equator, which uh, I, I'm sure are much better, which perhaps uh, uh, have more days of sunshine per year. So as a, as a resource, it's definitely at a sufficient level to, to make solar floating solar. Uh, very, very viable. Um, the benefit of course of the reservoirs is that there's no shading in certain other areas that there can be shading effects from trees or buildings, but that's, that's not an, a, not a concern on a open reservoir. So what are the next steps of this project? Uh, have you, and you've got a tender coming up, as you said? Yep. We're going through all the, the, the various planning design and planning requirements. We need to go through the public consultation exercise with the, uh, town planning board, uh, applications, uh, all need to be, uh, formalized and, and approved. And uh, so there's, there's a little way to go before, um, we're at the point that we can actually start construction, but, uh, that's all going smoothly. Um, and as I mentioned, we, we hope to be able to be in a position to go to tender and uh, start construction next year. I look forward to seeing how this progresses and future updates on this project. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think that's all the questions I had on our floating solar. Is there anything else you'd like to ask? Well, perhaps the, the, the one thing I'll come back to, I did mention it very briefly, the, uh, the WSD solar farm on St. Landfill. I, I, I've always thought that the, the combination, the pairing of, of two technologies of desalination and solar power really go hand in hand incredibly well because desalination being so energy intensive and solar power being a, a completely renewable energy resource, 
those, those two technologies just married together. So, so very, very well. And I think it's, it's fantastic that Hong Kong government is, is doing exactly that. WSD is in the process of developing the stage two of the Chungkwano desalination plant. And there's actually a, a, a lot more available space at uh, Scent Landfill. And so they can expand, there's potential there to expand beyond the uh, initial 10 megawatts as well. Um, so it's, it's very exciting to be sort of working with WSD through all of that, doing something which is, is addressing both the uh, water security, which is uh, another obviously big global issue and, and issue in Hong Kong as much as anywhere else. And to marry that with, with solar development, uh, I think is great. So I'm really excited to be involved in all of that and, and taking that forwards. And it's all, all in obviously the very good cause of trying to move to that ultimate target uh, of the carbon neutrality for Hong Kong in 20, by 2050. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good to be very much involved in, in supporting that effort. Yeah, it's obviously not just isolated to Hong Kong as well. I think more and more countries are going to look at options around the world for um, solar and, and the space to put them. Um, I think uh, you have been either well positioned to really help them on this journey. So thank you so much for your time, uh, Justin. It was a really good explanation of the project and, and a bit wider on the floating solar technology as well. So I really appreciate your time. Most welcome, Tom. Thank you very much.